Hello and welcome to another episode of Revelation Radio. So today, um, the last time I talked about um, a little bit of Catholicism, and I mentioned that I would be uh, doing that in the next episode, well, here we are. Um, this, like a lot of um, Christianity, um, can be very controversial. It can be offensive um, because of the belief system of various Christians. So... Um, as this might be hard to hear for some of you who are practicing Catholics, um, I do speak the truth. And this is um, basically, I mean, I, I haven't devoted my whole life to this um, just since I had my spiritual awakening in 2015. So we're looking at probably around eight years now that I've really studied theology um, studied the Bible in and out, different versions of the Bible to compare and contrast to really decipher what is the truth because that's what I am really about. I mean, what's the, what is the other point? If, if you don't seek the honest truth about life, why we're here, the whole big picture, there's what's the point, right? So, all right, um, there's a couple things, um, and I, I'm not, little disclaimer here, I'm not hating on the Catholic Church, okay? I'm simply voicing some facts where things have gotten misconstrued and and just, I guess for me, personally, it bothers me very much that we have such a, a massive, massive um, religious organization, religious belief, deity, whatever you want to call it, that um, has followed the, the practices of the Catholic Church for 2,000 years. And I know that it's been around for 2,000 years, and some might argue, well, it's been around that long. Who are you to say that it's not accurate or it's not a real um, platform? It, just a couple things that and I'm, gonna, I'm going to go over here that um, hopefully you'll kind of see where I'm coming from. But um, So basically, we're going to start with where Catholicism started. Okay, so like I said, it started roughly around 2,000 years ago, around the time... Actually, just before um, Jesus Christ was on earth here, um, the Romans were the ones that um, put him on the cross and crucified him. And those that's the Roman Catholic Church. That's the whole um, Pontius Pilate and all the Roman guards and, and chief priests. That's your, that's your Roman Catholic Church at that time. Okay? Um, so that it's been around since that time, um, and I, I don't know exactly when this all kind of turned, or if it's always kind of been like this. That's that's something that I'm still studying. Um, but one of the big things that really kind of gets me into questions is is that Catholics pray the Rosary to Mary. Um, in the Bible, it says basically you're not supposed to do that. Okay. You're not supposed to pray to anyone other than Jesus or God. And God, it's one of the same, you know. So, Mary, Mother, whatever it is. I don't know it because I don't pray it, okay? Um, but a lot of practicing Catholics do. They have the rosary, which I have a rosary. Um, I don't really use it much. I have it. And for me, it's more of a symbol of my strength and my faith. But I never pray the rosary. I never pray to Mary. Um, if you look, I mean, there are, there are statues of Mary all over the place. And again, statues are what is viewed as idolatry in the Bible. 
you kneel down in front of the statue of Mary, you pray to Mary, there's, you're not doing anything. And I'm sorry to be blunt about that, but that's not doing anything, okay? You are praying to what is viewed as a false god because you're supposed to pray to one and only god, okay? And if you're praying to Mary, that is a false god and a statue because it's a symbol, okay? So Catholics pray to Mary because their belief is that is a very great way to be drawn towards Jesus. I mean, it's, it's the mother of Jesus. Why would we not seek her out? Um, I challenge you, okay, why not just pray to Jesus? I mean, why, why do you need to find a way to, to be drawn closer to Jesus when you can go directly to him? Okay. Um, same thing with, um, you know, the praying to Mary. I guess it gives them a peace of mind that is kind of like that guarantee that if, if I pray to Jesus, I know that the entire world's praying to Jesus, the entire world's praying to God. Um, you know, how do I know that my prayers will be answered? Whereas it's kind of like, hey, if I go pray to Mary, she's like my direct connect with Jesus. She'll make it happen. So there's, that's just, I don't know. I, praying to Mary doesn't do anything. Okay, and, and, and it is what it is. Um, so the same thing with um, Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. I mean, these are prayers, I get that. But we want to make sure that we're not praying to Mary. And I'm just trying to help you guys out, okay? Um, the whole, that whole Hail Mary, full of grace, that is taken directly from the first chapter of the Gospel of Luke, okay? So essentially, God sent the angel Gabriel to tell the Virgin Mary that she was going to bear a son. And that's where that all comes. And as the angel came down, the first thing that angel Gabriel said to Mary was, Hail, favored one, which gets you back to Hail Mary, full of grace, right? So, um, as far as biblically, um, the Bible does not anywhere in there talk about praying a rosary, okay? Um, basically praying the rosary originated during the Middle Ages um, from pagans, okay? Um, there is no biblical connection or any sort of Christian belief that connects praying the rosary to anything other than something that was fabricated during the Middle Ages to try to help people cope. All right. How are we doing so far? <laughs> um, so... All right, let's let's get into a couple more things here. Um, a couple other things that are really off with Chris, with not Christiana, with um, Catholicism, is the holidays. Okay, they we celebrate Christmas, right? Anyone who's a Christian celebrates Christmas, but do you know why? Okay, Christmas was not the birth of Jesus Christ. Christmas was not the birth. So why do we celebrate Christmas? Okay, honestly it falls back to paganism where uh, for paganism that Christmas is the winter solstice. Okay. So to celebrate the winter solstice, because there at the time, there was not a lot of understanding or knowledge of when Jesus was actually born. They just used that as a symbol of, okay, because it's the winter solstice, it's ready to begin in the new year. We're going to go ahead and make that Jesus's birthday. We're going to celebrate it. Presents, all that kind of stuff, right? That is not a Christian thing holiday it's not it's been 
a Catholic holiday, which is just kind of morphed into a societal takeover where everyone in the entire world knows Christmas. If you're Christian, oh, that's Jesus's birthday. We'll celebrate it. We'll go to church. We'll <clears throat> talk about the birth of Jesus. And um, we can get down this rabbit hole in another episode, but Jesus was born um, sometime in this. They're, they're thinking either spring or fall. Um, and there's, there's arguments on both sides. Um, but you're looking at somewhere April, May, and otherwise they're talking um, August, September. And basically that falls, uh, if you take Christianity along with astronomy, along with scientific fact, you kind of blend it all together, um, that's kind of where we're getting at. Um, Easter, again, not Easter falls on pagan spring equinox. So, yes, Easter was the day Jesus rose, okay? But the fact that we celebrate it with the Easter bunny and an Easter egg hunt, Easter egg hunt that is baffling because it has nothing that has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. I think if we're going to celebrate Easter and you want to be a true Christian, let's celebrate it by celebrating his his rise. You know, he's born again, he's risen from the dead. He's he's a, you know, taken over taken all of our sins on such a nasty crucifixion three days prior. Okay? That should be something that we do. The fact that we are celebrating Easter, we're losing sight of that because it's a rabbit and eating Easter eggs and you know big meals and all this stuff. We're missing the point. But Easter, the rabbit, the eggs, is all paganism. Okay, Halloween, paganism again. It's also argued that Halloween is the, the one, the day of the dead, where it's the one day that Satan can come out and live and breathe and we can all worship him. So I argue Halloween because, um, you know, I, as a parent, my kids want to dress up for Halloween. We, we decorate the house for Halloween, but I struggle with that, with being born again, because I don't believe in it. I don't want anything to do with the devil coming into my place or anything like that, okay? And that's something that's just, that's, I've been um, dealing with, so. Um, okay, so then we have, so there's some basic holidays, okay? Um, I'm just kind of going over some things just to kind of make sure that we're all on the same page here. Uh, let's talk about Catholicism and the Pope and the Vatican, okay? So, the Pope, if, if you follow um, anything with the Vatican, the Pope is, he's claiming to be a Christian, claiming to be the um, topmost level of the Roman Catholic Church. He's closest to God, right? He's like the one step below God, which in itself is um, narcissistic, honestly. Um, but basically, the amount of evil that goes on in the Vatican is unreal. And for such a, a Christian place, I question why people aren't more aware of this, what's going on with it. Like, I just, it really, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get why. Um, I mean, he is quoted as saying, if someone is gay and searches for the Lord, who am I to judge? I mean, you are the next one closest to God. And whether you have your personal beliefs, which I, I do, my personal beliefs are a little bit different. But um, it says in the Bible, basically God created man and woman. That's how it's supposed to be. Everyone knows this. Everyone knows what the Bible says. Man is with woman, not man and man, not woman, woman. That's blasphemy, okay? That's an abomination. So if you would think, based on that, 
the one man who claims to be the closest earth person to God and Hollis believes he's like a godly person, why would he accept people who are gay and lesbian? That, that's contradicting. It absolutely is contradicting. So that's one thing. And then he also talks about how St. Peter committed the greatest sin, denying Christ, and yet they made him a pope. So if you know the story about St. Peter, I'm not going to get into it today, but um, you should read up on that one because there's a little bit more to it than just denying Jesus. I mean, that's the, that's the, the point of it, but uh, there's a little bit more there. Um, he's also quoted, I was looking through some of these where he speaks and he says, we must meet one another doing good, but I do not believe father that I'm an atheist, but I just do good. I don't really know what that means. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me why he would even bring that up. Um, there's just a lot of like, and apparently right now we got Pope Francis. Okay. He's kind of obsessed with the devil, which is, I understand you need to acknowledge the devil, especially when a person in his position, um, the devil is, is, is not a symbol. Okay. The devil is absolutely real. Um, I believe the devil is a real person, an actual living being on this planet. I believe, um, that, um, (laughs) I don't know if you want to call it a shapeshifter or whatever you want, but I believe that. I believe wholeheartedly the devil can be anything he wants. He can look any way he wants, but he is an actual living um, person here on Earth. Um, Pope Francis seems to be obsessed with him. Um, Apparently he tweets all the time, Uh, which again, (laughs) earthly things, you know, Jesus talks about earthly things and having earthly things and giving up earthly things and here you got a pope that's supposed to be leading the Catholic Church who's tweeting. But he tweets about the devil, Satan, calling him the accuser, the evil one, father of lies, ancient ancient serpent, tempter, the seducer, the great dragon, all these different things. Um, but he is saying that what's happening on earth, and this, this is one thing I do agree with him on, is that all the evil on earth, um, the temptation, the the blasphemous, the uh, the days of Sodom and Gomorrah that are happening right here on Earth, where there's there's um, men having sex with men, women with women, people having um, gender identity crises and, and sex changes, and how there's 52 fucking identities. Like this is all absolutely insane. And one thing he says is he goes, all of these demons have now become a legion, and that's such a powerful statement. I got to give him props for that because. We have a legion of demons, and I mean, do you understand the concept of a legion? Like what that really means? It's, and I, you know, this is one of those things that all over the place people are talking about. We got to stop this, and we got to stand up, and we got to vocalize that this is wrong, and we got to all these things we have to do. Honestly, this is all part of prophecy. I don't know that we can do anything. Um, you know, I mean, can you, just by standing up and voicing your opinion, put a stop to the evil? Cities that are burning, rioting, people that are killing people because of the color of their skin, 
people that are killing people because that they love a certain person. I mean, for me, I'm just going to put this out there, okay? I am a believer of the Bible. I'm a Bible follower, okay? I have turned my life to Christ. I am a straight male who identifies as a man because I have a penis. I'm not confused, okay? However, if you are a person who is gay and, you know, with a same-sex partner, I'm not going to I'm not going to go out and spit on you. I'm not going to tell you that you're sinning. I mean, it's, that's not my job to do. I am not the person who judges. That's not me, okay? I'm not going to be a complete dick to you. I will approach you openly and as another human being. Because anything that is outside of the Bible, if that's your choice, that's going to be your choice. You have to handle that with God. That's, that's not me, okay? I don't need to do that. Um... <clears throat> And they talk about, this is one thing that I, that was a major life changer for me. When people who are gay are like, I was born this way. Okay. I don't deny that whatsoever. Okay. Not at all. I, I wholeheartedly feel people who are gay. And first of all, I'm, I'm referring to gay as a, as a single thing. Okay. When I say gay, I'm talking about gay or lesbian. That's gay. I am not talking about bisexual, transsexual, gender fluid, all the other bullshit that goes on because once once you get past gay, it's all a mental health issue. Okay, that's all made up bullshit. So that doesn't exist. But I had heard people say, I was born this way. I can't help the way I am. I agree. Hand in the air. Absolutely. 100%. I don't doubt that. I mean... With the amount of scrutiny that people that are gay are going through, and not so much anymore, but, you know, to, you know, who would choose that? Nobody would choose that lifestyle. Nobody would choose that lifestyle. So I totally get that they were born this way. And one of the most powerful statements that I read in the Bible talks about, and it's in the Old Testament, and it talks about um, the days of Sodom and Gomorrah where there were orgies and, and riots and rape and a lot of the same stuff that's going on now. And people that were same sex were getting together and men with men and women with women and, and having all sorts of crazy stuff. You know, one person, and I can't remember the names, so forgive me, but uh, prayed out to God and says, God, I can't help. This is the way I was born. And God replied back, this is why you need to be born again. There, coins the term born born again Christian okay um to be born again the, the okay so I was born again and I will tell you from my personal experience I was in a very destructive path I was um I was involved with a lot a lot a lot of um, let's say sin, okay? Like heavy sin. And 
I, I was addicted to it. I was addicted to the sin. I was addicted to, you know, how much I can get, how quick I can get, how often I can get. Like, I was just drowning in it. And, and you know, it, it's like the old saying that, you know, the, this, the devil's the god of this world. You want it, he'll give it to you. Yeah, and, and I got it. And it got to a point where I didn't want it anymore, but it had me. I couldn't, I couldn't get rid of it. I couldn't get rid of the darkness that I was living in. And it got to a point where I crashed. Um, I hit bottom and I fell apart and cried. And all I, the only thing that came to my, vo- my voice was, please God help me. I need your help. I can't do this by myself. And all it was, was me reaching out and from that day it was almost like a weight was lifted off my shoulders i physically felt lighter um i physically like i I looked outside and the sky was brighter the air felt crisper and i know this sounds really hokey but i shit you not man like this actually happened to me and i i didn't know what was going on um i felt my whole body almost like um I don't know how to explain it. And that's the thing is people who have had this rebirth can't explain it in words. And that's what I can, as I'm, as I'm talking to you right now, I can feel my body kind of reliving that feeling, but I can't describe what it is. It's almost like, you know, when you take your clothes off and then you stand there naked and you don't feel anything touch your body. Like it felt like I had everything removed from me all at once. And I was just pure. And, I will tell you that feeling I, I I fell apart and I fell to the ground and I sobbed and I sobbed and I sobbed and I couldn't get a word out. I didn't need to get a word out because I mean at the time I didn't really know what was going on, but after that occurrence, um, I was dealing with a sponsor with my um, with my issues and my addictions. And I called him up and I was, I couldn't stop crying. And I said, look, I'm scared shitless. This is what's happening to me. I don't know what the fuck I have to go to the hospital. I don't know what the hell's going on with me. And I remember as I'm telling him this, he's kind of laughing on the other end. And I said, why, what, what, what's going on? And he says, you are being reborn. He goes, you, you've had a spiritual awakening. And he goes, your life from this moment on will never be the same. And such a massively powerful experience. Um, and now he was right. My life has never been the same since that day. I don't remember the day and man, I really wish I did. Um, I remember the year, um, it was 2015 and I, I was reborn. I was reborn and essentially baptized and washed away of my sins and forgiven for my sins and basically given a second chance. And this is right here what you're listening to um this is this is my purpose for my second chance to proclaim this to share this to say god is real he is absolutely real he is not a symbol he is not imaginative imaginative he is absolutely real i've i've i don't want to say i've met him physically but i've met him and the amount of power and love let's not even say power the amount of love he has for us 
will make you cry. It's too much to bear. Just feeling his love is too much to handle. It's too much to process. And you fall apart and you cry. And it's, it is, it is the most ridiculously amazing experience I have ever had in my entire life and most likely will ever have. So you can be reborn in Jesus Christ. You can be washed away of your sins. There are people who were born gay and lived their life till they were in their 40s, married, adopted kids, and acknowledged that they know that they couldn't help it. It's not they didn't do it deliberately, but acknowledge that Jesus Christ is their Savior and ask for forgiveness and for help. And Jesus has taken away whatever you want to call it that that makes them gay. You know, I, I've read stories. There, there's hundreds and thousands of people who were once um, absolutely homosexual and now they just the thought of it um, turns them, they stick their nose up at it, they can't handle it because they're purified. And this is no shit. This is absolutely legit and real. All right, so that was um, deep, right? Um, so last last thing we're going to just kind of go over here. Um, if I can find what I'm looking for, I have a bunch of things up here, so just forgive me here. Um, so basically, the last thing with Catholicism that I'm going to talk about here before we go is the fact that um, you address the priest as father. And that's blasphemous as well. Um, you are never supposed to call any any um, religious leader father because that, that title is reserved for Jesus. So by calling a priest father, you're acknowledging that he is the same as Jesus. He's on the same playing field as Jesus and should get the same recognition and attention as Jesus. Um, and that's something that just, I have a really hard time. And also, you know, I, I used to be a practicing Catholic, so I can attest to some of the stuff, but, um, you know, when I was going to mass is what they call it. Um, they would say, you know, open your books to page, whatever. We're going to read the prayer here. And they would change some of the language in the prayer to accommodate the current society. For example, um, they talk about our father, right? The, our father prayer, um, talking about, um, give us this day, our daily bread, forgive us our trespasses. Um, you know, when they talk about Jesus, he suffered under Pontius Pilate, died and be arose from the dead and became man. Well, Catholics have changed that to, he suffered, died and was buried on the third day. He rose again, um, and became human. They, they took out the word man and they put in human. Um, and I think things like, and that's just one example of many that the Catholic Church does to try to accommodate and, and provide inclusiveness to men, women, transsexuals, gays. Like they don't, they want to make sure they don't offend anybody. And I'll be straight up honest with you. The truth offends people and that it is what it is. And you have to acknowledge that if you are a Catholic priest changing the language of a prayer that was in the Bible 2,000 years ago, 
What gives you that right to do that? What gives you the power to do that? Because in all honesty, then that prayer becomes null and void because you're, you're not saying the prayer, you're changing the prayer. So, I don't know. I just, I caution you to question things. I think everyone in this life should question things. I don't think anyone should take everything for face value. Um, I think people should look into things. And if, if you're a person that you don't really care, you don't want to look into it, then don't practice it. I mean, if you feel strong enough to go to church and to practice your faith, at least know what you're practicing. At least know, you know, what are you... What are, you, what are you praying for? Who are you praying to? And are your prayers even legitimate prayers? You know, that's that's really what I come from. And that's, you know, I have, uh, for those of you who don't know, I have a Facebook page called The Truth. And that's what I post on that page is the truth. Like it or not, it, it is what it is. And um, if anybody disagrees with anything I post on there or anything I say here, do your own research. I don't, I don't claim to be perfect at any of this stuff, but do your own research. Look the stuff up that I talk about. And if I am wrong, let me know it. I promise you, though, if you take the time to look it up like I have, you'll be, you'll be awakened because this stuff is not bullshit. It's absolutely real. So that's all I, had, uh, all I have time for for now. So um, if you guys want to hear something specific, you want to know more about something or hear my take on stuff, uh, go to The Truth on Facebook and leave a comment there. Um, I'd be happy to discuss anything you guys want to hear, anything you want to know, anything you're curious about. Um, or you can leave a comment on the uh, platform here. All right, have a good day, everybody.